Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And, and we, we just watched Tales of Halloween. <laughs> On Halloween, this town goes batshit crazy. Trick or treat. Yeah, so we watched Tales of Halloween. Um, this is uh, what three weeks after Halloween, around in there, yeah. almost a month after Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're reviewing this almost as kind of like post-Halloween blues type of situation. It's kind of like the last. Swan song of Halloween 2016. Yeah. So yeah. it's our goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to get ready for next year. Uh, <laughs> already. <laughs> um, so we, we actually spent Halloween together. The you three did. of us. You did. At uh, Casa Kia, giving away <laughs> candy to trick or treaters in our nice suburban neighborhood. Yes. And we had really awesome Halloween decorations that were very popular. And yeah, yeah. Um, this house was the hit of the neighborhood. Even though yeah. a couple of houses cropped up like day of Halloween that blew us out of the water, which was kind of they did. But I think ours was. I think people liked ours because ours, I think, was um, it was it was simple, but it was what's the word I'm looking for? But very well done and like laid out. Yeah. So like, I think someone could look at our house and go. Oh, I can totally do that. But someone could look yeah. at the other, some of the other houses that were awesome, but almost looked super professional. And they pretty much were and go, that's awesome. I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Ours is <laughs> but, attainable. So, attainable. Yeah. 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 And like the, the animation in the window was a huge hit because everybody that yeah. walked by, I was standing outside trying to take a picture and people were like, oh, come here and look at this. Look it up in the uh-huh. window. And yeah. We had one cool. of those um, kind of like projection yeah. you know, uh, effects or whatever, right? Projection, we had our the, yeah. our door and um, porch area decorated and playing music and a little boo sign <laughs> in the window, in one of the windows. And, and we had Frankenstein, like, lit up in one of the windows. Yeah. Yeah. Or Karloff. It was funny because I had a, a Halloween playlist on Spotify, but I don't. I have the free Spotify, so every few songs <laughs> it would play an ad, and it seems like every time a trick or treater would walk up was when the ad would start playing, <laughs> and then they would leave, and then you know, this is Halloween would start playing. Like, no way, come back! There was one really cool moment when Jeff answered the door, and it was um, was someone was wearing the ghost face mask, mm-hmm. and on the radio or on his um phone, it was playing um, was it playing Red Right Hand? Yeah, yeah. From Scream, and obviously these kids. You know, they're probably, you know, teenagers not born when Scream came out. So they probably had no idea of the connection, but Jeff immediately, like, made the connection. So that was pretty cool. I'm pretty sure that song is featured in all the movies, in all the Scream films, I think, at at some point. I know it's only, as far as I know, on the second soundtrack, because I have two of the soundtracks, and that's, it's on the second one. Oh, and on the, as far as the, I wanted to plug the... The projector thing you had the animation playing. Yeah, uh, it's from Atmosphere Effects. It's A T M O S F E A R F X. F yeah yeah. Uh, but yeah, they have like a ton of cool animations you can download. And I was thinking uh, for next year, I'm probably gonna download some more because you can do the one with the three jack lanterns where they yeah. sing and talk and tell jokes and stuff. Right. Oh. So yeah, we, we, we got a nice, like, kind of family-friendly one where it's just, you, you see silhouettes of all these different kind of classic monsters, Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, and the werewolf, uh, Wolfman. 
And, uh, you know, you see them interacting with kids, trick-or-treating and, and that sort of thing. So it was kind of like very specific to Halloween. So Did anyone have yeah. a favorite costume that showed up? I'm just asking that because uh, I just want to mention my favorite. <laughs> Nothing in particular pops out. For, for me, it was the group of, I don't, and I don't even know if anyone else was around, but uh, it was a group of uh, uh, teenage girls dressed as Ghostbusters. Oh. And they had, and it was a pretty professional, uh, I mean, they, they looked just like uh, the most recent Ghostbusters film, but with like proton packs and uniforms. And one of them, I don't know which one, because there were like three or four of them. Uh, one of them had uh, the Ghostbusters theme song playing oh, with them. Yeah, so as they that. as they That's walked really around, cool. you could hear like, you know, I ain't afraid of no ghosts, you know. That's very cool. So it, I, it, was, it was very cool. Yeah. I heard them come up to the door, but I didn't actually see them. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because every time the doorbell rang, I felt like all three of us wanted to jump up and go like, hey, wait, let's see. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, I was so excited that I didn't even let them say trick or treat most of the time. Like, like, the, like the door would open, or I would open the door, and I'd be like, "Oh, these are great costumes, guys!" And I would just start into it before giving them a chance to do their spiel, and you know, just like open the door, start throwing candy. Yeah, yeah. Like, or I would try to guess candy. what they are too quickly, and it's like I'm not, I'm not giving them. It's like their spotlight, and I'm kind of messing it up. But my favorite was um, Jeff and Craig were upstairs doing the projector, so they didn't see it. But it was um, a little a little guy who. You know, was too little to know what was going on or what he was dressed as, probably. But he was on a little bike, and um, he had like a little red hoodie or whatever the color of it was—a little yeah. hoodie on, and a little basket. And in the basket was a little plush stuffed um, ET doll. So he was Elliot. It was the cutest <laughs> thing in the world. And his parents had to like push him up on the bike. I mean, it was, it was, and it was so simple. It was, you know, that was such a great costume, and it probably. You know, just from stuff he already had, like in his wardrobe, and it was just, it was, it was adorable. That was my favorite. There was one little kid I remember. He was about, I don't know. He was very young. He was like, you know, you can't see, but like the size of those little guys over there no. with the Jack Lantern heads, maybe like two or three feet tall. <laughs> anyway, he uh, he was in a little Jack Skellington costume, but he just instead of having a mask, he had his face painted up. But he was so tiny, and I like. I had to bend down to give him the candy, and yeah. he just—I was—I just kind of held the bat basket out so he could grab it. And he just seemed like too shy to actually reach his right, hand right. to get it. And I was like, "Here, take some of these." Oh, <laughs> you take more. The little ones are so sweet. Yeah. Do you remember the really so little cute. guy? He was also about the same size, like toddler size, almost like barely walking style. That uh, he, he like couldn't help but dance to the music <laughs> that was playing. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Where he was like, blah, blah, blah. And like, his, he started, his like, dancing yeah. was kind of like. Like Frankenstein learning how to walk. It was just like stomping in place, but it was so cute. Yeah. What was Aww. it? What was the I forgot when he was playing? dressed that, or what song it was, or yeah, what he was dressed as. I just remember, I vaguely remember the, you know, how small he was just oh. trying to dance. I remember what song. It was that John Zacherly song, the This Is, or Happy Halloween. Oh, really? But, uh, <laughs> which I thought that was really cool. I was like, yeah, he's getting down to the <laughs> Zacherly. Anyway. Really cute. It was a nice, like, grown up Halloween. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, was, it was nice. Like, yeah. uh, I think next time I would like to actually try to watch something or, you know what I mean, kind of have uh, like a movie going or something We tried like that. that, though. It's kind of hard because yeah, you're jumping you up like every five minutes. Get excited. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it was over so early. I think like 
we do it next year, we could hang out outside, do the trick or treat thing, and then come in at like come eight in, o'clock. exactly eight o'clock and have some plenty of time to watch a movie. I think around after eight. I think there were still a couple of stragglers, but it had definitely calmed down by then. Yeah, I think it was even before that, like seven thirty. I was really disappointed. I thought it would go strong until nine o'clock. Yeah, I thought we'd have a ton of trick or treaters, and it was just. But there's a lot of we had. A, I think we had a good number. For a Monday night, it wasn't that terrible, I, I think that's the thing. It was a Monday night. And this is a very, you know, to anyone that doesn't know us, this we live kind of in a very, we live in the Bible Belt. So I think a lot of people with kids will go to churches and do the trick-or-treat yeah. thing or whatever. Yeah. So that probably cut into so. the real trick-or-treaters. Fuck trunk or treat Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, I'm with Lord. Craig. Trunk or treat is bullshit trick or treat. Wow. <laughs> it really is, though. I mean, like, it's in the. Burn those churches to the ground. It's, it's, it's probably done, you know, so you have a safe space to do it. It's Halloween. It ain't supposed to be safe. It's supposed to be dangerous. And it's supposed to be at nighttime, too. It's, like, usually in the yeah. daylight, and you're just going, like, where's the fun in that? You got to go to, like, different The world's houses. different. Going now. to people's it's cars and their it's trunks. Not. What's that teaching kids? People are paranoid gonna that they're going to get razor blades and stuff in their apples or whatever, mm-hmm. and, like, the only time any of that's ever happened is when it was like someone's relative that, that did it. happened to me once. Well, what? that was because no, I was angry. Oh. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween is a godless holiday. No. Don't go to church on Halloween. No. My nephew actually does both. I think. I think he does. Well, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Double yeah. down. Double yeah, down. Exactly. Get some extras. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was kind of proud of him though. This year he was like a zombie ghoul creature, and I was like, yeah. You know, normally he's like a Power Ranger or something like that. Right, right. He kind of segued into... He, yeah, he went into goal, something spooky yeah. this year. I was like, yeah. Very nice. But, uh... What about know. what about Halloween season? We want to talk about that a little bit? Any, yeah. any highlights for you guys or fun things we did? Yeah, well, one thing all three of us did was we went to the Halloween festival thing at Fontenelle. Yeah. Yeah. And we got all that... The wine tasting and stuff. <laughs> it's just funny because we were like, yeah, let's go to this Halloween thing. And then, uh, like, oh, they got wine tasting. Yeah. Uh, and that lady hooked us up, too. But anyway, that's she not... Did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She gave us a lot of extra wine. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, we went to this thing in Nashville, uh, Fontenelle. It's like a... I don't know. What would you describe it as? It's like... Well, so obviously a winery and, and and there's a restaurant there and I think it's just a venue for different like concerts they have like more indie type concerts there hmm. well it was pretty cool they had like a little Halloween thing and people yeah. kind of like arts and, like high level arts and crafts right uh, you know yeah. like really uh, top in uh, yeah and there was people there they were selling their artwork and sculptures and things like that that were sort of Halloween themed and uh yeah, did you guys get anything there? Or? You know what? To be honest, I don't think I bought a damn thing. Yeah. I got a I don't print. Think I did. I got a um, a print from um, it was a print. It was like it's a original print. This guy is doing like a comic book or something, and the character he's doing, he did a print of it, and I bought that. Oh right, yeah. yeah. I that's funny because it was a Halloween thing, and I I was like, yeah, hey, let's go to this Halloween thing, and then. The one thing I bought was something that had nothing Not to do with really Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, we got it from the same person. Yeah, there yeah. was a guy there. Um, I wish I knew his name so we yeah, could plug him. exactly. He had a... I bought a comic book that he made that was kind of digest size, but it was sort of a... a it almost looked like a... Like a science fiction Mad Lib or like a flip book, like right. one of those old little books he used to have. Is it like Fox? Something like that? Yeah. Um, we looked it up. 
Uh, his name is Stephen Fox, and his contact info, he's got a website, foxstorytelling.com. And uh, he's, he, I think it's also Fox Storytelling on Instagram. But he, I bought a comic book from him called Nex, N-E-X, and uh, it's pretty neat. Oh, yeah, so anyway, that festival, they also had, you know, tarot card reading, and they had a little theater set up where they you could watch movies, and uh, I don't know, just like a neat little yeah. thing to do. Um, I will say, there's someone that I discovered there that I've kind of followed on Instagram and uh, through the pipeline, I found out that a friend of ours, uh, Rosemary, mm-hmm. um, she, she's getting married soon, and apparently for her bachelorette party, she had Olivia mm-hmm. Frankenstein do all these like specialized uh, prints for some t-shirts, I guess everyone got at the bachelorette party or whatever, mm-hmm. but she does, uh, Olivia Frankenstein does kind of like, uh, her tagline is something like cute occult or whatever, so it's just <laughs> like kind of like fun... Uh, uh, like monsters and you know like a lot of her stuff is like Creature from Black Lagoon or you know Frankenstein's Monster that sort of thing like done up in ways that are uh, kind of fun and you know I, I guess I, I hesitate to say like feminine or whatever right but kind of like done kind of more of a girl's perspective type yeah. of thing but her Instagram is a lot of fun to follow and to see the stuff that she's working on that's her Etsy oh cool um, but yeah, she had like a lot of oh, cool yeah. like like purses and you know uh, just things with like kind of cool prints like on them and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she has that Spooky Mouse Club, uh, which is like Mickey Mouse but like a skeleton version of him, <laughs> yeah. you know. And it just looks really cool. It's like very iconic looking, or whatever. So yeah, I remember her booth that she had set up. It was really cool looking. It had like this big arch thing that had like a monster. Absolutely, yeah. She it. definitely knows what she's doing. I mean, she has an Etsy yeah. page too. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Olivia Frankenstein yeah. is her name. Very cool. I also, um, I think it was before we went to that, I went to Mask Fest this year, mm. which is, it's the first time I've ever been, but I think as long as I live close by, that's going to be a yearly tradition for me from now on, I think, because um, it was super cool. Like if, Like, I think next year... You two should come with me because I think you'd like it as well. Yeah, it's mostly Halloween masks, but they have some other things too. But uh, uh, yeah, it was just super cool to like go there and just see like tons of masks and there were people. Did you pick up anything? Um, I did actually. Remember, I remember. So we did that uh, segment, "What's Scaring You?" Yeah, and I mentioned Doctor Lady's uh, YouTube YouTube channel. channel yeah, yeah. Uh, Mask Wizard, and that was sort of the, my biggest. Uh, motivation to go is like that'd be kind of cool like because i know he's gonna be there i'll go like meet dr lady that'd be kind of neat and uh, so i went to his table and uh it was sort of similar to when i met eric larson where i didn't realize it was his table i was even looking at i was just looking at these masks i was like oh these are really cool and i looked up and he was sitting there and i was like hey and i reached my hand i was like hi i'm jeff and he slowly stood up and he like Brings his hand up really high, like he's a, and you could tell he was trying to think of something like funny or clever to say. <laughs> Stalling. Yeah, and before I, he could even get it out, I just said like, um, "So I'm just standing with my hand out for the longest time." <laughs> but I finally just go, "I'm a big fan of your YouTube channel." And he goes, uh, "Oh, well, thank you very much." And he was like, "Very, very nice." And uh, uh, yeah, so anyway, I, I bought something from him. He had these like miniature masks, like latex masks. They were based on characters from some of his YouTube videos. And the one that I got was uh, of Wolfie, which is like this um, 
werewolf sidekick character that he has. And he wears like a little red, uh, not red, uh, leather, black leather, um, uh, like motorcycle hat. Hmm. And uh, but I got to talk to him for a few minutes. He's a lot taller in person than I thought he would be. And also, uh, I think he puts like white powder on his face for the the YouTube <laughs> channel because when I saw him, I was like, wow, this dude get a tan? Like, what happened? <laughs> it's darker. But uh, yeah, he had some really good stuff too. I think I sent you a picture of um, the creature from the Black Lagoon yeah. mask that he was selling. And uh, uh, I, I, yeah, if I had the money, I would have bought it because you know he only wanted like sixty bucks for it. And I was like, that's one of my like down the line purchases that I'm like always on the fence about. That yeah. I know eventually I'll pull the trigger and get something along, you know, yeah. get that and have it on display somewhere. I think it'd be really cool to have. So. Yeah, and he's you could contact him too if you want to buy it from him because uh, I don't. It's it's kind of hard to find now. That site that I saw it on last year, like mm-hmm. they don't sell it anymore. I went. I even contacted them on uh, Facebook to ask if they still had it, and they were like, "Yeah, we're not selling that one anymore." Wow. So, uh, yeah, but that was Mass Fest was really cool. So yeah. I got that, and um, I got some little magnets that some some of the guy uh, made. Um, that's mostly it, but it was just cool to go and check that stuff out. And uh, it's in Indianapolis. I oh, live in Kentucky. I was here. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Kentucky, which is you know I live in a town. Uh, Bowling Green, which is actually where John Carpenter's from, but uh, <laughs> thought I'd throw that in. But uh, so it's not that far from Indianapolis. But uh, I ended up running into a friend of mine that lives in Nashville, and uh, he's actually the guy that did Craig's uh, tattoo right. party. And uh, I did tattoo tattoos because I have a he did the Crimson Ghost on me as well. So yeah. But I ran into him there, and uh, which was surprising that I would see somebody from around here up there. And uh, we ended up walking around and talking for a while. He bought this uh, Don Post um, pumpkin head mask. It's gigantic. I don't even know how they how an actual person's supposed to wear it, but uh, and it also had these hands, like latex hands. And uh, but it was super cool to see that. And um, Marty's another one I follow on Instagram, and he's like slowly uh, getting a pretty big. Um, collection of kind of odd stuff like that, yeah. like mask and you know artwork like that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. When I saw him there, I was like, man, I, we should be hanging out all the time since we're mm. like really close to, to each other. We, I've known him for years, but we're not super close. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, then, yes, yeah, so I guess that's pretty much it for Mask Fest. Unless, cool. But, cool. Uh, I feel like there's something else I wanted to bring up. Did you guys go to any haunted houses this year? Mm-mm. No, no. That's the problem with Halloween is it's too short. Like that season that the haunted houses mm-hmm. are open for me, because every year I want to go to all of them, but they're all kind of expensive, so I can really only go to like one or two. So I hit up two this year. It's like the same two I usually go to. I went to Netherworld in Atlanta, and I went to Nashville Nightmare in Nashville, obviously. But uh. <laughs> uh they're both really cool. Nashville Nightmare, like, definitely stepped up this year. The main haunt is pretty much the same, but they have, like, these two extra haunts on the side. There was Horror High and I forgot the name of the other one was. But they were really cool. They had a bunch of cool stuff set up in the parking lot. And they had this giant animatronic guy that was, like, three stories tall that had a pumpkin head. And it was singing This Is Halloween. And you could take pictures with it and stuff. It was just a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, but yeah. 
really wish I could have gone to like five or six more. Well, my, my thing is because uh, I work the weekend now. Like every other weekend, I'm working. So uh, my Halloween season is kind of neutered. I mean, it's it's kind of cut in half. Yeah. You know, because it's kind of hard to do things on weeknights a lot of times. So I pretty much had to keep it all within those two weekends of October. You know, doing mm. stuff. So and then the house was so involved at the end. You yeah. know, doing the decorations and worrying about trick or treating and all that stuff that that kind of became that weekend in a lot of ways so but you had the idea of next year going to Halloween Horror Nights I think that should be a goal potentially because yeah, it, it's open for a while too it starts in September yeah. and I think goes all the way until like the first weekend in November I'm pretty yeah. sure so it's it's something that has a pretty wide net so yeah I've already yeah. started my fund I've made a little bank like, <laughs> My pod just have all these pictures of horror characters on it and put Halloween Horror Nights on it. So, like, every week I'm going to put, or every paycheck I'm going to put $10 in. And, yeah, uh, have a little nest egg. Yeah, that way, by the time next year comes around, I can just pay mm. for it and go. So, I'm excited about that. Nice. <laughs> you guys want to jump into this review? Tales of motherfucking Halloween? Yes. <laughs> Jeff, this was your selection, so do you want to tell us why you picked it? Because I love Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I saw this movie once last year and um, really enjoyed it the first time through. And I was like, hey, this would be a fun one to do. Yeah. That's basically it. <laughs> cool. Cool. But it's also, the, the problem with this movie is it's not as easily accessible because it's not on Netflix or Hulu or anything. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed when we decided to rewatch it that the only way we could get it was basically on demand. Yeah, renting it on demand. Um, the weird thing is, I so I looked for it. I found I, I bought it from like Vimeo or something, mm-hmm. and uh, it's also available on iTunes. But if you rent it, it's like seven dollars. But if you buy it, it's eight dollars. So for a dollar more, you can just own it. So that's what I did. So. Um, but it's cool. Oh, I don't know. It's it's a uh, anthology style, which mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier, is kind of a popular thing now. Is these Since low budget anthology horror yeah. anthology is kind of a big thing right now. Yeah, yeah. and uh, this one has ten segments. Um, how, how are they? They're all intertwined, though, right? They're all intertwined because they're yeah. all in the same town, I guess. Like <laughs> they all take place town. in the same town on the same night. Yeah, and uh, and we have uh, the radio of, host. Kind of interlocking it, helping it kind of right. be interlocked too, um, and that was a callback, right? The radio host uh, is it Adrian. Adrian Barbo. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, who was a DJ in The Fog, a very similar right, character. Yeah. So I think that's a callback, and maybe even, you know, it's supposed to be essentially the same character over again. So first one, uh, the first segment is called Sweet Tooth, and uh, the, this babysitter and her boyfriend. Tell this kid that they're babysitting about this legend of Sweet Tooth, who's when he was a kid, his parents wouldn't would only they would let him go trick or treating, but they wouldn't let him eat any of the candies because they would take the candy and eat it themselves, and then have like weird sex with the candy. <laughs> I don't know, it was weird. And then, <laughs> that was grotesque. Yeah. So mm. the kid comes downstairs, is like, "What are they doing with my candy?" And then he gets all pissed off and like kills him, and then he eats all the candy, and he's a, he loves it so much that he's like he wants more, so he cuts the candy out of the stomachs of his parents and eats that. 
It's mm. pretty. It's it's like the goriest yeah. part of the movie. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, so that's basically it. And then you know, uh, I guess we'll we should just say spoiler for the entire thing because it's gonna be hard to go through these yeah, individually. Just go yeah. So the of course you know the the kid goes to sleep and uh, or they put him they put the kid to bed. The babysitter and the boyfriend eat all the kids' candy, and of course, Sweet Tooth shows up and kills them and pulls the candy out of their stomachs. But the kid was smart and left a piece of candy for Sweet Tooth and doesn't do anything to him. So, mm. but yeah. So watching the Sweet Tooth segment, um, two things I liked about it was the jumps, mm, the jump scare. Mm-hmm. Since we're spoiling it, right? Yeah, yeah I guess so. Um. Mm-hmm. Which was, or do we not want to? Do we want to not spoil it? Do we want to go through all the segments? No, we say spoil it because then you know yeah. that way, like people can watch it and then listen. And... Okay. Um, there's a jump scare when um, I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, the boyfriend gets killed by the boyfriend gets killed by Sweet Tooth because the boyfriend and the babysitter end up eating all the candy while the kids asleep. Right. And um, so she goes and gets something like Pepto or something. And, and he ends up getting killed by Sweet Tooth. So when the girl gets back, she sees that he's been killed and she's freaking out. And mm-hmm. you see her like run across the screen. And then out of nowhere, the Sweet Tooth monster like comes and chases her. And it's like a really good um, jump scare. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's one of the first things that stuck out to me. Also, they, uh, I noticed that throughout the movie, in this, in this segment, obviously it's the first one, but the first time they show Night of the Living Dead... I guess it's playing on the local station in that town, so... It's another the, way that it kind of interlocks. Yeah, yeah, like throughout the movie, you see people watching Night of the Living Dead, and the, the Sweet Tooth character is wearing like the old Ben Cooper uh, devil costume, because that's what the kid was wearing when you know, like when Sweet Tooth was a kid, when they do the flashbacks, he's in the Ben yeah. Cooper devil mm-hmm. costume. But uh, Oh, and did you notice who the dad was? Mm-mm. Yeah. It's uh, Greg Grunberg. Yeah. Oh, right, right. I saw some trivia about that. Is he, uh, what's the trivia? <laughs> because I, well, I noticed the wife is Claire Kramer, which I noticed her from Buffy. She was one of the big bads in Buffy season five. But on IMDb, the trivia has to do with big ass spiders. Is that what you're going to say? No. Okay. So this says, in the segment Sweet Tooth, the parents are played by Greg Grunberg, Grunberg and Claire Kramer. Their names are not spoken on screen, but the credits show them as Alex Mathis and Lieutenant K. Brant Mathis. In the movie Big Ass Spider, the same actors played basically the same characters that they played in um, Tales of Halloween, who become a couple by the end of that movie. And it says Grunberg is also wearing the same exterminator coveralls he wore in Big Ass Spider. And Big Ass Spider was um, directed by Mike Mendez, who... Had a lot to do with with Tales of Halloween. So So we knew there was a connection because that's another thing we we noticed. There's a lot of, like, a lot of actors are from horror genre shows. Right. But so we noticed a connection, but we didn't notice that one because I know I just was like, oh, he's from Heroes and she was a big bad in Buffy. That's the connection, but there was a bigger connection. Did you did you mention the jump scare that you like? I feel like you made a big. You did. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, like that jump scare is a big. It also reminds me of uh, Exorcist 3 has an infamous jump scare that takes place where, you know, we, we watch a hallway for a very long protracted period of time with mm-hmm. someone walking back and forth on a hallway. And then the last time we see a character 
walk in a certain direction, and when you're kind of thinking, why am I lingering on this hallway? You know, that person's walking out of the frame, and then you just see someone really quickly running behind them with a knife, you know? And, and it's yeah. very, it's a huge jump scare. They have a yeah. similar one in this, where yeah. the little boy walks a certain direction, and at the last second, someone, like, much much faster just walks into the frame, you know, yeah. with the knife out. And when we watched it, Kia... You know, I, it was well, one of those yeah. she had to, ex- she, you know, was like, fuck, like, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> and it was so. the second time we had seen it, because we were re-watching it last yeah. night, because it's been a while since we've seen it, and I totally forgot that that jump scare was in there, so it was really good. Yeah. Cool. I, I have to say, like, this stuff, I mean, since we're just going to dissect each one, like, uh, the uh, eating is, like, a real f- turn-off for me. Like, like, seeing people eat and, like, be sexual while they're eating apparently is like the thing that turns my stomach more than anything like I can see like I, I saw Green Inferno uh, mm-hmm. you know the Eli Roth movie with cannibalism and really grotesque death and everything none of that really bothered me and it was almost kind of funny to me like how over the top it was it was kind of silly to me Yeah. but seeing people legit kiss and sharing candy bars like <laughs> and like all the chocolate all over their faces yeah. and stuff it just revolted me like uh and again, TMI, I've seen pornography, like, and that doesn't bother me. But, yeah. like, this, for some reason, just really upset yeah. me, like, where I almost didn't want to watch yeah. the rest of the segment. I was like, when is this going to be over where people aren't cramming shit in their faces? Like, I, I really <laughs> wanted it to be over with. So, like, in a weird way, this was, like, the most effective horror segment of all yeah. time for me. Like, I was very, <laughs> like... repulsed you the most. Yeah, I was really repulsed, like, really upset by it, so, yeah. So what about that episode of Seinfeld where... George is trying to like incorporate food with his sex, where he's like eating sandwiches while he. <laughs> but that's different though, because it's not. Like, it's you not don't cr- literally yeah. see the the two people interacting with like yeah. you know. I don't know what you mean where it's like melted chocolate on their faces yeah. and they're like making out. They're like eating. They're both like eating the same candy bar, and they are yeah. kissing, and the candy bar is like in both of their mouths, and you see it, and that's I mean that, that's gross. That's but gross. honestly, though, mm-hmm. I, it, I already had that feeling. This shows you how sensitive I am to this, apparently. Like, even when the, the little boy, who, by the way, is dressed as Snake Plissken on his, uh, oh, for right, his Halloween yeah. costume, uh, is this cranning... Yeah, that kid was gross. Too. When he was eating so much food and just like... <laughs> that, and that's what, you know, brings up the fairy tale or whatever, the urban legend. Yeah. That upset me. Like, where I was like, What's the, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I just I already was just like, why, am I, why are we watching this shit? You know, I was already getting upset. Yeah. And then it just, like, takes it that much further. It's like, oh, you don't like that? Well, guess what? And they just twist yeah. the knife yeah. in even more, so... Also, yeah. I noticed that when it, whenever they're eating, too, that's, like, that sound effect is like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, there's something about that. They wanted it. That makes I think, grosser, in yeah. all fairness to the filmmakers, I think they definitely wanted that reaction. Yeah, yeah. I think they were really gunning for people like me that are, like, a little sensitive about that stuff, you know? So, that was very effective. Since, since we're talking about that, I'm going to jump to the last segment for, like, a, a, just one little thing. There's a... A scene at the end where these cops come into this police station. They've got like, it looks like blood all over, but it's yeah. chocolate. And they're like, the guy's like licking his fingers yeah, and stuff. Gross. And he's just like, yeah, somebody like cut the candy out of this somebody's stomach. And I'm like, so, you, so that's like blood and, and chocolate, chocolate, and you're just licking it off your hands. That's disgusting, dude. Like, why would you do that? Since but. you mentioned that, because I wanted to mention the ending of Sweet Tooth, mm-hmm. where they walk in and Mikey, that was a little boy's name, like his parents come in and he says. They ate all the candy. So obviously, that's and that's how that segment ends. So this yeah. kid ends up getting blamed for it. But in reality, he was just kind of explaining right. they ate all the candy. So Sweet right. Tooth killed him. But I guess right. he, obviously no one's going to believe 
him about Sweet Tooth. So I just, I thought it was really cool that it ended that way, that he said they yeah. ate all the candy. Yeah. And as a viewer, you know what that meant. But as a parent, you're like, my child just murdered yeah. his sister and the baby, or the babysitter <laughs> and her boyfriend. Yeah, if it had gone on, they probably would have like blamed it on the kid. And he'd be like, no, it was Sweet Tooth. They're like, this kid's messed mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So at the end, at the, the very last segment, when the cops came in, that's what I, I was under the impression that that's what that meant, that they had, yeah. this kid is in custody for right, killing yeah. these two people. Yeah. Cool way they tied like them all in. Yeah. Should we go move on to the next one? Sure. Yeah. The night Billy raised hell, You're a young right. innocent boy dressed as the devil is about to egg an old man's house. And the old man is kind of a curmudgeon about Halloween, apparently. He never puts out decorations, never puts out candy. And he's about like to that. egg it because his sister and her boyfriend or an older teenage friend are, like, making him do it. He does not want to do this. Yeah, he's he just innocent. wants to, yeah, yeah trick or treat. Uh, but the man turns out to be the devil himself. Barry Boswick. Barry Boswick <laughs> of fucking... Is it Spin City? Spin City Barry and Boswick. Rocky... The Rocky Horror Picture, picture Show. Picture show fame yeah. uh, but yeah it's, uh, the, the owner of the house ends up being the devil himself and he teaches the boy a lesson that's it synopsis well played well played um, now let's spoil the fuck out of it yeah. <laughs> well, so the he, did you say who they got? oh you just you did spoil it you just said Barry Boswick was the devil you learned that pretty quickly. Yeah, you learned that kind of like right out of the like as he soon as he goes into yeah, okay, that's like, true. It's that's not true. like yeah. <laughs> yeah, he takes. Oh, I didn't give away like the ending or you know I kind of you know, I let it breathe. Yeah. So yeah, so the devil takes Billy. Yes. Dressed up in his costume. Who again? Billy is dressed as a devil. As a he, little he's, devil. Yeah, he's dressed yeah. as. He a takes devil. what appears to be Billy on all these pranks. And the pranks get more and more extreme as we go. They yeah. start off kind of benign, and then they just get more and more ruthless and yeah. outrageous, right? Actually, the first thing he does is he stabs that dentist. <laughs> in the dick! Yeah. In the yeah. dick, no the, less. Yeah. He, so a dentist is giving away uh, toothbrushes, and the, obviously the devil and Billy are disgusted by this, and they whittle a toothbrush into a shiv, like yeah. a prison shiv. <laughs> and then they ring the doorbell again and stab the dentist in the dick. Yeah. But we see that dentist come out later in a robe, so it must have been like a flesh wound. Was it the same one, though? It looked because his decorations look like they were the same. Yeah. Maybe they just reused the house. Yeah, because that's what it I was like wondering. Because that's when I was like, that looks like the same guy, but I couldn't tell. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't like, hey, my, my dick's all bandaged up now. But I mean, like, it was you know, just like, a shit. <laughs> maybe it just, maybe it just, you know. Just a flesh hey, wound. A flesh wound. Yeah. <laughs> we don't but know then, sure. I don't know. Yeah, he also, uh, he sets fires to the people's decorations and... Yeah. He trips a bunch of kids to steal their candy. Then he takes a gun and like pulls the gun on them. <laughs> then he robs like a liquor store at gunpoint. Yeah. And uh, then he doesn't he do like graffiti. That's all like yeah, Billy, says, Billy yeah. Thompson owns yeah, the, the night. Kid, or something yeah, like that. yeah, the kid's name is Billy Thompson. He's like Billy Thompson yeah. owns the night in graffiti. And then Adrian Clay wow. is in it. They like carjack her. Oh, when he when he's doing the graffiti, Barry Boswick or or the devil is like. On the ground, eating like a bucket of what appears to be like KFC chicken. Oh yeah, he ate like, like a random. <laughs> he ate the whole bucket. That's like, part of their bin, just going getting a bucket of chicken. Yeah. And then they they carjack Adrian Curry's car, and then like the kid is the one driving the car while the devil is like eating the chicken in the, in the passenger seat. And he's like, I, he's like, how many Twitter followers do you have? And she's like, five hundred thousand. He's like, five hundred thousand and one. I'm a huge fan. But I have to say, like, this is probably my favorite segment of the whole movie. I definitely had the most fun with this and laughed a lot during it, yeah. And, then, um, and the twist is nice, twist, too. Yeah. Spoiler! Yeah. 
We're gonna spoil the fuck out of this too. Get ready. <laughs> Silence. Who wants to spoil it? Who wants to do it? Jeff. Uh, uh... Wow. Okay. Well, the, the... Okay. No, I'm just kidding. No, the the twist is that the whole time that it actually wasn't Billy, it was yeah. this little demon creature, which yeah. was you know a. Um... A small person in makeup as a as a devil. It was actually the actor who was in uh, American Horror Story season. Was it Ben? He did both five. characters. Uh, yeah, he was the. Uh, not the same character though, but the same actor. No, it's gonna get kind of confusing, but. Yeah, the well, the like the yeah, the little actor. His I forgot his actual. I wrote it down it's somewhere, ben but Wolf anyway. Is the actor's name? What's that? Ben Wolf is the actor's name from American Horror Story. Okay, yeah, like the he played Meep in. Uh, yeah. The freak show season, he's de- he he actually died recently a few years ago. He got hit by a car, but uh, the yeah, it ends up he's like the uh, just a demon, and they like kind of set it up to make it look like Billy did all this stuff, and then like they take the mask off and put it on Billy and send him out the door, and then the cops pull guns on a, like a twelve year old, yeah. which is pretty ridiculous. Because yeah, Billy was like chained to a chair, yeah. and at the end of that segment, you hear a couple of shots. So does that mean that the cops shot? Billy? I think so. I mean, I, I don't know, but yeah, we for they they felt the need to add gunfire after it faded to black or whatever. Yeah, so. he's kind of like left up in the air. Where yeah. I think Billy died. That's kind of like that's a very unrealistic twist at the end too. To be like the cops would like shoot a ten year old and like <laughs> like it could be Is any it? like he's got a mask on. It could be any kid, you know. Like, but then he took like, the mask off. Yeah, but also when he was doing all that stuff, he had the mask on so they, he could still be like, Yeah, but it, it said me. Billy Thompson owns the night. They still and his they sister, set it up, though. And his sister, identi- his sister identified The him. police need to do an investigation, Kia. Yeah, police should investigate him. before they start shooting 10-year-olds. He's getting younger, by the way. Remember I said he was 12, now I'm saying he's 10. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was probably around 10. I don't know, he was a little guy. Yeah, he was pretty pretty small. But um, the, the lesson of the story is just don't egg people's house. It's really not that complicated. Yeah. Mm. Then you won't have to get set up by the devil. <laughs> Also yeah, that, the devil's the real victim in this. He was just minding his own business. <laughs> yeah, you're just getting the just desserts. The and the the mask that the kid is wearing in the movie, you can actually buy that mask from Trick or Treat Studios. It's uh, interesting. Nice. I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, yeah, it's called Old Scratch. It's like six, fifty, sixty bucks. Anyway, it's a it's a nice looking mask. Um, yeah. Yeah. basically it. No, it's a very comedic in tone. There's not much actual scares in this segment. Yeah. It's it's a silly yeah, it's and fun. fun. Yeah, it was... oh, but it kind of captures the spirit of Halloween, like mm-hmm. for a lot of people, right? Yeah. So, yeah, um, like I said, it's probably my favorite segment of the whole movie. Uh, what about the next one? The third one, trick, trick, trick. Well, um, a group of friends who are adults, maybe in like in their late twenties, early thirties, are hanging out watching. I think they're still watching Night, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. And um, and they're just doing what we were doing on Halloween, just like getting up and answering the door. And they answer the door, and there's like this girl just as a witch, and she just, he's like, trick or treat, do you want candy? He's just trying to talk to her, and she's just staring at him. And then she, I'm already telling the story. Anyway, yeah. um, she stabs him. So, long story short, this house ends up getting terrorized by these kids dressed up in costumes and when you first watch it you just think they're just crazy yeah for some reason kids have taken it too far and they're vandalizing adults like they're terrorizing these adults yeah Yeah. and they're like murdering them right like murdering them yeah Yeah. so and then one goes to take refuge in this like uh 
like a garage or something. Right. Mm. And then the, when kids come in, they turn the light on and you reveal the true horror. Well, before they do that, while she's in there, you see her looking at her phone, like deleting right. pictures. Right. She pictures. hesitates calling 911 for that's some right, reason. Right. And we're like, why? Oh, why the audience is like, why Why wouldn't she just call 911? But then, yeah, it, yeah. Sh- it shows that she has all these crazy images on her phone. Yeah, it's like them. Is there like an actual body in the pictures? Yeah, there's like Pretty dead sure. kids and they're like messing with their body parts. Like it, there's one where they like pull the kid's eye out and they're like pretending to lick it and stuff. Yeah. And... So you still don't really, I, I guess at that point, know 100% what the images are or what's going on. Well, you kind of realize like they're doing something bad to kids though. Obviously something's going on because she yeah. doesn't want to call 911. Yeah. So, um, she, so she stays huddled and then the kids find her. Meanwhile, I think they've killed everyone else. Yeah. Um, and so it's, I think it's like four or five adults and mm. they find her, they flip on the light and it's like this white, like, um, hospital looking room. Um, and there's a little girl on the table and she's still alive, but she's missing an eye. So basically these kids are, that you thought are horrible kids are just trying to avenge yeah, and all the murders of probably their friends by this group yeah. of adults, <laughs> and to rescue that one girl too. Yeah, and uh, so the girl gets her revenge in the end and mm-hmm. kills the girl by, with an axe to the head. Mm-hmm. There, there are a few uh, kind of plot holes in this. I mean, uh, really? well, I mean, like, why wouldn't the kids go to adults or police <laughs> to handle this? Why did the kids take it upon themselves to save How the they... kids that have been abducted? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they, maybe they don't. I mean, <laughs> but maybe maybe they're like this. These adults are killing kids. We don't trust adults. Screw adults. Let's just kill them. Take matters yeah. into our own hands. Yeah, could be. Yeah, it just could be the. They just you know wanted to get their own revenge. Their own. Well, I guess it's hinted later that the uh, the police are pretty corrupt in this town, right? They're eating the chocolate out of people's stomachs yeah. and <laughs> exactly. all this weird stuff. So maybe some yeah. weird cops in this town. Yeah. So and they shoot. I don't know Bill- if they're corrupt so much as incompetent. Right. Yeah. They shoot poor Billy Thompson for no reason apparently. Yeah. They yeah shoot, exactly. Uh, they shoot little kids. There's another, <laughs> seg- there's another segment we're about to talk about when they see something disgusting and one of them throws up. So right. they're probably like, we can't deliver. Yeah, cops. Like, yeah so maybe, maybe, this. maybe in the world of this town, <laughs> yeah. like the the movie universe, yeah, the kids just know better. The kids know that the cops yeah. won't be able to handle it. So another thing I noticed, I don't know if this was on purpose or if it just is a just happens to be the same. Uh, the little girl who was dressed as the witch, to me, kind of looked like the little girl who was dressed as a witch in Trick or Treat. That's exactly what I said because <laughs> I started to get this and Trick or Treat confused because I was like, there's a segment I think in this movie where they yeah. drop a girl down a mine shaft. I think that's the same girl. Right. But um, then I realized that's that was trick or treat. And then is it s- the same? Uh, I don't. It's a it's a different actress. Okay. But the there's another in a later segment. You see the same group of kids that murdered all the well took uh, avenged their deaths or whatever. That that same group of kids, or you see them trick or treating in a later segment. Yeah. It's very consistent because you see um um what else I was going to say? Well. A later character also trick or treating. Like you see yeah. other characters in different segments. It's mm-hmm. very consistent. Yes, yeah, they paid attention to continuity. I have to say, yeah. like this is a better as far as anthology films and stuff like that. They did a good job of people that are working, <clears throat> excuse me, pretty independently of each other. Actually, like if, yeah. again, not to harp on something we've looked at, but if you look at holidays, for instance, right. like. Those are completely separate installments, each one. Like, there's really nothing connecting them other than the concept of they're just holidays or whatever. I kind of like, 
don't know. I like this. I like yeah. it where they all kind of like run into each other a little bit. I think that's more fun. And so. one thing that I pointed out when we were watching yesterday about holidays is that in every segment it kind of ended on, okay, let's pause and figure out what it means and what happened. Because um, end, they end very like ambiguously, whereas this I feel like you can watch it and know this happened. Right. Yeah. You may not know the ending of the story, like did Billy die or not, but you know what the hell was this segment about, whereas... Right. In holidays, there are some segments. It's like I don't. I, I think <laughs> like, what was this that about? This, yeah. yeah. So this was definitely fun. A lot more fun. We've got we've got several more to steamroll through. Yeah, guys. yeah. We want to just kind of. Really, next one is called the weekend. Are there, are there? Do we want to talk about all of them? Or are there some that we might want to just give a synopsis and then focus on our favorites? Or uh, I think we're good with what we're doing. We I guess. Okay. I don't know. Some, some will have less to say about right, it yeah. as okay. we get going. Okay. So the next segment is called The Weak and the Wicked. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, that's the one where uh, there's these three street toughs, and they're, uh, <laughs> they're you know, bullying some kid, and then, like, this other kid shows up in a weird costume and is, like, you know, trying to, you know, be this vigilante and, you know, help this kid out. But then it turns out, like, the street toughs are somehow tougher than this kid because even though like one thing i'll say about this segment there's a the female street tough <laughs> right the leader she's right. the leader yeah. yeah i kind of feel like that was not the best casting because she was very like petite and pretty and she didn't seem like intimidating to me at all but that's I could I almost could see like the dude she was trying to intimidate just to be like like just pushing her away and like, well, that's like the get point, away from me. Though, probably is that what? she is like the sweet looking girl, but she's extremely evil. So I mean, if she's yeah. like you know a tough guy. It's not it's not as scary to me. Yeah. So, it wasn't scary to me at all that she was. I mean, the yeah, bad guy, they're, they're riding bicycles and stuff. They're not exactly. True. I guess they're know, not supposed to be like adults either, right? Yeah, I think you're supposed to kind of take this as like teenage hijinks a little okay. bit, not yeah. like full fledged, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but anyway, they they end up they reveal later that uh, the same group of kids when they were really little set this like camper on fire and killed this dude's parents it who was murdered them. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, they're just like sadistic killers, and this guy was trying to avenge the death of his parents, and uh, but he also has some kind of page of out of some like book about you know demons Summoning and stuff. Demons. Yeah, so he summons this like the demon of uh, All Hallows Eve, and it's basically like the actual demon version of the character he was dressed up as, and you don't see what happens. It's off screen, but you just see you hear this. Loud roar and then screaming and then a big burst of blood yeah. hits him in the face. It had a very like kind of wild west and it is called a week in the wicket. So like a yeah. wild west feel, but instead of horses they're on bicycles and instead of cowboys they're just like street toughs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um and I think this again why they were riding bicycles probably was to kind of emulate uh, horses, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. like that type of thing. So um, And it kinda of makes you go because you see them on bicycles and you do go, how tough are they? They're on bicycles. But then you yeah. see them when they were kids, they basically killed like his parents by setting it on fire. So then yeah. you kind of go, okay, they, they're crazy. They're capable of a they're lot. Capable, even if yeah. They're capable, yeah. Even if they're not physically And they were about opposing, to set the yeah. guy on fire, too. Right. They're yeah. like, oh, we know who you are. We're about to set you on fire. <laughs> so they're horrible people. Yeah. 
That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty straightforward um, trademark. Note to that young man, he could have gone to Walmart and bought a shotgun. Boom. Easily. He didn't have to summon a demon. He didn't spend all that time. <laughs> but now there are no it. fingerprints. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's no video camera footage of him shopping at Walmart. I know true. how this works. I watch true. those shows. True, true, true. <laughs> no true. one's going to believe that uh, yeah. he summoned a demon. And yeah. he got to scare them a lot before yeah. they died, too. It's so much, he got some revenge, some sweet revenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a much uh, scarier yeah. revenge. Never mind my endorsement for Walmart shopping. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> so uh, th- then we have a grim, grinning ghost. A young woman is haunted by a spirit. <laughs> basically what it is. Yeah, this one... That's exactly what it is. I watched this movie for the third time today, and this is the first time I understood what happened in that one. It was... The first yeah. time I watched it, I think I was maybe half paying attention. And when it ended, I was just like, what was that about? Like, <laughs> yeah. Cause did, it, did it have something to do with what the, the story that was told when they were at a Halloween party? Yeah, at the beginning, she's at a Halloween party. I think, I, I think it's supposed to be her mom. Because at one point, I think she called her mom. It seems like it's a family, yeah, because it's multi-generational, it seems like. Yeah. There's, like, older people there and people about her age that yeah. are, I would say, late 20s or so, yeah. Yeah, it's that girl from Starry Eyes, and right. she's, no. like, talking. They, they, they tell her some ghost story about this uh, girl named Mary Bailey who, if you see her on Halloween, then she'll take your eyes. I thought that was interesting because when, when they said that, I was like, eyes, starry eyes, hey. perfect connection. And the lady that's telling the story is Lynn Shay, and she's been in a lot of stuff in her. Yeah, she was in Insidious. Insidious, and her brother, Mary. her brother, like founded New Line Cinema. Really, it's pretty cool. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, he went to law school and then did something much better. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so nothing is stopping you from, from starting your own production company. Mm. Do it. You can do your own Ninja Turtles movie, when, just like New Line. Oh yeah, that's what I'll do. <laughs> um, but yeah, she basically just like is walking home and this malevolent spirit is following her and then yeah and then she just sits on the couch and looks over and there's a girl with a ball cap on and screams at her and then the segment ends a ball cap. <laughs> yeah they said a ball cap like yeah. <laughs> yeah she yeah. i don't know about you guys but to me this was like the most forgettable segment of the whole movie it was cr- like when she's walking and it, it shows her her perspective from right. her viewpoint and then it shows behind her and then you see this spirit and it sometimes it looks like it's getting closer yeah. I think that was super creepy because she yeah. never like looked behind her so mm-hmm. only the viewer knows that like, there's really something behind you right. and I thought that was kind of creepy and the jump I thought it had to get jump scare she's like she thinks it's her dog and she's like oh dog right, and she yeah. leans back and she looks over and there's the like, hey. yeah <laughs> I thought that was so the jump scare I thought I liked it cool. I liked it alright give us the next one Ding dong. This is the one that I think. Ding um, dong. No, okay. Kind of. It wasn't confusing, but it might be kind of confusing to explain. But basically, I think it's um the the witch um from like uh, Hansel and Gretel. It's what I compare her to, mm-hmm. and um she's married to a guy who's just a regular human. They lost a baby who was named Gretel. The baby died somehow, and she's basically just mourning. She's really sad that she's she can't have a baby. Um. But whenever she gets upset, she turns into like this witch who looks like a character from Saga, and maybe that's where they got it from, <laughs> the way she her character is. Yeah, she's all red skin and everything. Yeah, and she's like arms. It's almost like yeah. a devil witch type yeah. of combination. Yeah. And um, so the, her husband is like, she's crazy. She gets mad, and and at some point he, you know, he's like, maybe we shouldn't have. Well, kids come to the house and um, trick or treat, and you can start her start seeing that she gets more and more upset, especially when she sees like a little girl that. 
I think it's assumed reminds her of the child she lost. Yeah, and so, also the husband is dressed like Hansel. Yeah, I right, thought that was is, weird. Well, that's everything too. <laughs> yeah. Is like it, I think it does. Isn't it apparent that the husband starts to go, "Oh, she literally wants to eat these children." Yeah, isn't she's that gonna hurt thing? somebody. Yeah, is that what it, okay. it's not just that she's like way too upset for her own good and, and unhealthy. Yeah. It's like he literally starts to believe that she's capable of eating children or maybe yeah. has eaten children or something. Mm-hmm. There's like something going on there where he's yeah, like he's consciously going to put a stop to it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then that one kid shows up and he's dressed as uh, Hansel too. Mm. And she's like, oh yeah, and she starts to like, you know, turn into the demon witch yeah. thing. And then uh, he sees the mom and it's like, hey, your kid's over here. You know? Yeah. And then, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. He goes into the kitchen and he's like, I don't think we, we people like us shouldn't have kids or yeah. something. And, at this point, for some reason, she's already turned the oven on to 666 degrees. So <laughs> maybe she was planning to kill him all along or herself. I don't really know. Cause the... But anyway, she stuffs her husband or whoever he is into the oven. And then at some point, she melts. I didn't get that. I didn't get the... I didn't get why she was melting. Actually, I didn't either. It was just a bizarre ending yeah. to me. I, I didn't understand that at all. Why, why her own... Maybe because she actually felt remorse and her own tears was enough to like destroy her in this know. case or something i don't i don't know um i think it should be noted this is directed by lucky mcgee who this is this is territory that he uh tends to kind of uh, this is like his wheelhouse because his claim to fame is that movie nay um from God, oh, okay. 10 12 years ago maybe even longer ago um so and that's about like a very for lack of a better term, like a deranged woman, right? Yeah. That's trying to create her own perfect man out of like body parts of, <laughs> of men that she's collecting or whatever, you know. So she likes the hands of this one guy and cuts right. off his hands and, you know, it's trying to make this makeshift Frankenstein's monster. Huh. Um, but like all of his movies, and he did a couple of Masters of Horror episodes, everything, they all deal with like women that are supernatural or a threat to men, that sort of thing. So this is kind of another kind of personification of that, of kind of the henpecked man, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the woman that's, you know, very powerful and kind of has dominion over him. You know, that's kind of, this like this guy, he kind of came, this is like a theme that he likes to play around in. So okay. um, I enjoy it. Probably the weakest of the ten, but it was fun to watch. Do you notice the husband was also in Starry Eyes? Was he really? I was, yeah. was going to ask what was the connection. Remember we were saying when we watched Starry Eyes, we were like, that one dude looks really weird. He was one of the guys that was there for the audition. Or he was, people were doing the audition for him and he was kind of a jerk. Hmm. Uh, he was oh, like, he, he was, was part like, of the oh, Okay. okay. Uh, Very cool. Let's see, I think I wrote the actor's name. Mark Center is his name. Um, also, Felicia Rose was in that segment. Uh, you know Felicia Rose from Sleepaway Camp. Of course, I didn't yeah. notice she was in it. She was the parent of one of the kids that was trick or treating. Was she the one that that had to pick up whose kid like ran off without her, the Hansel guy? I think it was because I, uh, when I saw her, I originally thought it was another actress, so I looked up to see who it was, and I was like, oh, Felicia Rose. Wow, I love her. I didn't, I didn't notice that at all. I, I if no it clue. is that same, if it is that woman, yeah, that can get the, like her hair looks a lot different. Huh. Very, cool. Very cool. Well, that's instantly my favorite yeah. one now. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who's got the next one? Uh, this Means War is the next installment. Uh, it's about a man that battles his neighbor to the death for the best Halloween decorations on the block. Um, so, and, and also, it's kind of like uh, one is played by Dana Gould. Mm-hmm. He's kind of an older guy, I'd say well into his 40s, maybe in his 50s mm-hmm. even. Um, and he has kind of a traditional Halloween setup with like skeletons and ghosts and 
uh, kind of a fun, almost like throwback to like the 50s and 60s, you know, how horror movies were back then. Yeah, kind of kid-friendly almost. Right, it's kid-friendly, yeah. And then across the street, he has uh, the the dude that played... uh, Frank the Bunny. Frank the Bunny, right, and Donnie Darko. And Independence Day. Also in Independence Day. Um, (laughs) He is kind of like the heavy metal Rob Zombie type guy that has like more modern uh, uh, festivities going on at his house. So his decorations are a lot more metal and hardcore and blood and guts and and that sort of thing. And not decidedly not kid friendly. Like this guy is almost having a block party with adults and they're drinking. It's like Sons of Anarchy decorated. Right, right. And invited all their friends over. And, um, Dana Gould is very uppity and kind of wants him to tone it down so he can enjoy his little Halloween, and they kind of go at it, and it leads to a literal war. I mean, they, they go at it like mano a mano, and yeah. they both die in the process. Yeah, they, so, they both try to like destroy each other's Halloween decorations and end up getting in a literal fist fight, and then... Yeah. It's really interesting that you said that, because or the Dana Gould being like from the 40s and the 50s, and the other guy being more modern, because... Yeah. When I was looking at trivia on IMDb, that's one of the trivia where it says it can be viewed as a metaphorical battle between traditional horror films and modern horror films. And I never like really, when I watched that, put that together. I just thought it was like, this is a metaphor for older people and younger people. But right. I didn't realize it was for and, older and newer you know, movies. It's it, pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's cool too. And another cool thing is it's kind of like how different people celebrate Halloween as well, right? Because there's a lot of people that are stuck in that mold of, this is strictly a kids' holiday, and kids dress up, and you give candy to kids. Mm-hmm. People that are adults that celebrate this stuff and go overboard and make it an adult holiday are kind of ruining it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're kind yeah. of ruining the flavor of what this is. So I think there's a little bit of that going on too. Um, but uh, I got I got to say I'm in Dana Dana Gould's camp. I, oh, I, I like sure. I liked his decorations a lot more yeah. and his attitude a lot more. I mean, uh, just the fact that the other group was I mean they were playing their music obnoxiously loud. So even yeah. if you take out all the decorations, they were being total a-holes in this neighborhood yeah so well it's what not to get too personal here but like and people should be able to have fun and, and celebrate however they want to mm-hmm. especially at their own house so take this as what it is but like uh like I, I went to a halloween party somewhat recently and the host of it was like beyond drunk <laughs> like before i even showed up to help right. set up things or whatever you know what i mean and that that's fun for them you know but for me it's like like, I want to enjoy the decorations and, like, what Halloween is and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I can get pissed drunk any day of the week or right. whatever if I really felt like it. Why? You know what I mean? It's just kind of a weird excuse, I think, to do that stuff. But, I mean, some people, that's that's what they're into. Um, yeah. I think people should be able to celebrate any way they want as long as sure. they're not, like, bothering other people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, uh, I'd be more on Dana Gould's side. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this segment ended like Daniel Gould got really upset and like bum rushed the other guy, and they both impaled themselves on a wooden thing. It like went through the guy's back and it's through part Dana of the decor, but I forgot exactly what it was to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> they, they died. It, might have, it might have been like the stake that he had one of the, his decorations yeah. on it broke, and then. <laughs> but that was a scene where the cop shows up. Two cops show up, and one right. of them like throws up. So <laughs> and they're pretty. Weak. This is the yeah. worst apparently he's ever seen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so that's that was a pretty straightforward segment though yeah. um with a somber ending but um yeah. it was still kind was of funny cool. and over yeah. the top though and it maybe was... maybe the maybe the 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 theme not the theme but the the moral is let's be accepting of both modern and yeah traditional. for sure i think that i think you're right i think that is kind <laughs> yeah. of the, that somewhere there's like a middle ground yeah. that right. people should be kind of meeting on so yeah the um 
as we should probably mention too, like we paused the recorder a little while ago and we found out that uh, Felicia Rose was actually in this segment and maybe not in the last one. I yeah. don't know, maybe she was. It, it must be a glorified cameo though, guys. Yeah. Because I, I didn't notice her at all and I'm a pretty big yeah. fan we, of hers. Yeah. So we pulled up a picture and I remember seeing her in that segment where she was like, Dressed as a bunny, yeah, or cat. yeah, cat, and the this means war section where right. you know that crowd that forms out of nowhere and they're you know egging them on. But I think it should also be noted too that Dana Gould is uh, like people that may, might recognize him as a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. and might recognize his name for a Simpsons writer. Um, he's also a huge horror movie fan. He's yeah. like a huge aficionado of of horror, and he was in a recent issue of Famous Monsters uh, magazine or whatever. Oh, cool. And uh, they interview him, and he actually met uh, Forrest Ackerman, the guy that, oh, that right founded on. that magazine. Or they had like pictures of him hanging out with him like back in the day, and <laughs> so he's like an old school fan of all this stuff. So honestly, I don't know how many clicks over from this character he played. He really is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. he's probably pretty close to that. You mm-hmm. know. The way that guy acted and everything. So that's funny because I watched a horror movie last night that he was in too. I was like, "Wow, Dana Gould's in this too!" Like, really? it's kind of popping up and stuff. Yeah. And he wrote, yeah. he's writing and starring in that Stand Against Evil oh, really? uh, show on IFC too. Oh. Yeah, which is kind of like uh, obviously horror centric and yeah. everything too. So he's cool. He's, he's the real deal. He wasn't just a, a you know like a strange casting decision. Yeah, you know? like, how did Dana Gould get? Yeah. In this? yeah. All right. Yeah. So next one. Friday the 31st, um, it's a serial killer that is deformed and gr- kind of gross and, you know, kind of like a, a Leatherface, I guess, type character where he's mumbling or whatever. Anyway, um, so <laughs> you see a, a girl is like running through the woods dressed as Dorothy Gale, I'm assuming, from Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm, yeah. and um, he's chasing her, and um, long story short, she ends up in his, in his barn, and there's all this crazy stuff going on. Uh, or like dead people and obviously he's not the place she wants to be um she escapes from him but he kills her and you think that's that but then an alien being like comes down to earth and it's like this little this little alien guy who says trick or treat and all he wants to do is trick or treat but the deformed serial killer can't convey to him i don't have anything so he kills a little alien creature, and the alien creature infects the dead girl, and the dead girl and the serial killer go at it until the death. Yeah, it's like the alien almost possesses the, the dead girl, yeah. and she becomes almost like a deadite from the Evil Dead series, yeah. and they, they kind of have to fight each other to the death, right? And I made the, the observation that it did seem very Evil Dead-ish, how she was mm-hmm. acting, and Craig pointed out that he saw the Necronomicon like on the workbench. And yeah. the guys well, like shed. It, you know, when you mentioned that the the female character, you know, sees all this these terrible things in his work shed or whatever. I mean, I think included is um, I think Pamela Voorhees' head. Um, I, I think, I think she, that's there, and then like uh, a gag from one of the Halloween movies where there's like a head inside of a jack o' lantern or whatever. Right, I think that's yeah. from one of the Halloween films. So there's like all these little mini homages or blatant homages, yeah. I guess, like on his workbench that kind of imply. Yeah, I feel like this entire segment was supposed to be sort of a an homage slash parody of like 80s horror movies because uh he's very like jason like but without the mask you know right and uh well in the beginning he has a mask that's it has like one eye or something like that remember it's kind of like a hockey mask with one eye so and they they have this big like battle royale and it's just Mm -hmm. like over the top and silly like this is probably the second silliest segment of the whole Mm -hmm. movie right uh 
it's a fun fun mm. segment though I thought I mean uh, it's a nice nod to the 80s slasher movies yeah. I guess yeah and uh, it's also very 80s in the animation because the little the little creature alien creature yeah. stop animation claymation style mm-hmm. right um, here, here's a question what, why did they choose this person to trick or treat with why didn't the alien ship <laughs> drop off their kid at like an actual residential area where he yeah, would get really. candy? Like, well, normally? when he leaves, he says trick or tr- he comes he comes back out of, after the girl and the serial killer are dead. He comes back out of the girl's mouth and he says trick or treat again, mm-hmm. and he disappears up back to his spaceship and he takes the serial killer's head with him. So maybe they're not trick or treating for candy. Oh, maybe yeah. he wanted like uh, that kind of memento, like yeah. an actual uh, like a head. Yeah, maybe a key. Does the trick and takes the treat. <laughs> and also, Maybe they're good aliens. Maybe yeah. they're reading the world of bad people. That could be. It. <laughs> and then the it also kind of like their their fight with each other kind of reminded me of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where with the the arms getting chopped yeah. off, right? <laughs> the uh, the Black Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the body parts going flame. So um, let's jump on to the next one. Yeah, uh, the ransom of Rusty Rex. Um, it's it's this uh, well these two actors who are both from Walking Dead I don't know if you picked up on that or not mm-hmm. but uh, they decide like oh we'll go kidnap John Landis's kid um, not Max Landis but somebody <laughs> his fictional kid and they will kidnap him hold him for ransom and they call the they kidnap him they call John Landis and they're like hey we got your kid and was he's John like, Landis Keep playing him. John Landis. I'm not sure. I think he was just like a wealthy name. guy. I yeah. think he was yeah, just he, like a very yeah. rich man about town. And uh, they're like, hey, we got your kid. You give us $5 million, we'll give him back. He's like, oh, you keep him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, we don't understand. We have your kid. And he's like, yeah, I know. I don't want him. You keep him. You know? It's a great comedic timing yeah, there, yeah. too, it's on that really phone great. conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it turns out the kid is actually that demon from the previous story with the, the devil who took him around trick-or-treating. So they were the same character? Yeah, I mean, what they have that? the same makeup and everything. and then But also, you see that he, he's wearing a different outfit in this segment, mm. but he's wearing that same outfit in the Hansel and Gretel segment, too. Yeah, you see him, like, trick-or-treating. Yeah. And then, uh, so they, then they, they spend the rest of the segment trying to get rid of this, like, a demon kid. And uh, they, they, at the end, you know, they think they finally got rid of him, and then they go to the gas station... One dude goes in, comes back out to the car, looks in the back seat, and the de- demon kid's sitting there, and he's holding the other guy's head, and he's like eating it. <laughs> and they try to get rid, like they drown him, and they set him on fire. Yeah. So obviously this thing cannot be killed. Not easily. Yeah, um, it's sure. it's funny though. It's, yeah. It's funny, like it's it's almost like two men and a demon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's definitely a throwback to like Abbott and Costello style. <laughs> right. I mean, like the duo has like a lot of comedic. Chemistry. I think they worked really well together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the actor playing the creature, or whatever, I think has a good sense of comic timing. So, like, the three yeah. of them yeah. played off each other really, really well. So, um, yeah, there are a lot of, like, laugh-out-loud moments but that I think could have been stumped. Again, like, if it was different casting and something a little bit off may not have worked as well. Yeah. Because um, the script is pretty basic. I mean, it's, pr- it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know? So they, they really gave a lot of life to it. Yeah. Um, that was a fun one. Yeah. Move on to the next one. Or? Yes. Bat. Oh, I mean, me. yeah. Go for it. Bat seed. It's about a genetically altered pumpkin that kills a man and then terrorizes the neighborhood. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we open with with a guy, you know, in a nice house doing like a really wonderful jack o' lantern, carving a really wonderful jack o' lantern. Like it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you know his wife puts on a costume. You know, he's like, "Oh, I'll be back downstairs, and we'll go to this party or whatever." And when she comes down, she sees that the, the Jack Lantern has attacked him. You know, yeah. he's like bitten his head off and everything. Yeah. You know, and the animation's a lot of fun. Like, I, yeah, I think, really... yeah, it's like it's almost like a combination of it's animatronic sometimes, right? Isn't it some yeah, kind of like, actual creature? Like, it looks like puppety, and then also it has some CG vines and right. stuff. It's pretty nice. I mean, especially on this budget, I'm sure yeah. the, the pretty nice um, combination, whatever. I like I liked it because it reminded me of kind of of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, and it was right. it's really like silly and goofy, but like really fun too. It has a like, kind yeah. of creature fe- feature from the '50s type of vibe right, to yeah. it in some ways, yeah. Um, and the very inept detective yeah. slash police force that uh, <laughs> this has no clue of what yeah. they're doing and the sketch artist does you know when yeah. he's, the wife describes what the jack o lantern looked like he it's like crayons almost yeah. like how he draws well, the monster the whole joke of that was that was Drew Struzan who played the sketch artist you're and, shitting me really yeah that, and if you don't know who Drew Struzan is he's the guy who did the Back to the Future posters he painted the Star Wars posters, Indiana Jones, like it's he's totally a big over my head. Yeah, so he's like one of the best artists working in like movies, basically. Yeah, like, I mean he's he's one prolific. of my all time favorite artists. Yeah. Like he's incredible. But that was sort of the <laughs> gag was like he's this incredible all. artist, and then he does like this drawing that looks like a you know, like a, a, a first grader drew yeah. a jack o' lantern, you know. <laughs> and then uh, so I got a big kick out of that one. I saw him. I was like, hey, it's Drew Strozin, and then he right. turns around like, oh my god. But um, also. The one of the cops in the in the episode, the redheaded guy, was Pat Healy from uh, Starry Eyes as well. He was the like the Hooters style manager. In oh, that movie. right, right. Uh, and he was also in Innkeepers and Cheap Thrills and the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Who does he play in that? Uh, he's one of like I think he's just one of uh, the brothers that. Really? Isn't that like because there's that one scene where they're having the dinner with Jesse and it's that real tense scene? Yeah, he's a, he's sitting at the table with the rest of the group. Wow, see, that's one of my favorite movies, and I've, I, yeah. I didn't recognize him. Yeah, man, I love that movie. Yeah. But anyway, not a nice cameo with Joe Dante. He, he was uh, oh, yeah. the like the genetic the en- engineer that's making all <laughs> yeah. these crazy pumpkins. Because the big reveal at the end, obviously, is that. Uh, you know, they trace back where this pumpkin came from, and it comes from like this laboratory or this really large, uh, I don't know, Montasso. How do you say that? Montatesso. I don't know what the factory is. Santo. Yeah, the, 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 the place that makes genetically modified crops, right? right? It's kind of an allegory for that. And we have this huge, you know, uh, plant or whatever, and then they show that they had this gigantic crop of uh, yeah, pumpkins. Yeah, it's like a whole yeah. warehouse full of these right. things. They and they like, freak oh, out. we finally took care of the, the one, and now it's yeah. like... Yeah. It's clearly it's going to be a huge issue. Yeah. Um, Real quickly, I had forgot that Barbara Crampton was in here, and um, I had looked her up because I didn't know what she played. She played the character. She was the witch in the, the segment where the girl was walking home. Oh, okay. And she's yeah, a witch, yeah. and Barbara Crampton was in Reanimator, We Are Still Here, which we reviewed... And um, you're next, and other things, but I think nice. those are the more recent ones. So she's like a scream queen, basically. Wait, what, what was she? What did she play in this? She was um, the segment where the the lady is walking home. The mm-hmm. lady from Starry Eyes is walking home, and she's being followed. Barbara Crampton was the witch that was following her. Really? Apparently, yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, so I think that's a very thorough synopsis slash review <laughs> slash spoiler filled uh, rant about. Yeah. Tales of Halloween. Do we want to give our uh, actual grade and sure. recommendations? Yeah. Um, Mr. Jeff. 
I'd give this, I mean, just for myself, it's not great. It's not the greatest movie ever, but I would probably give it like a B minus. Because I, I don't know, it, it's fun to me. It's like a fun thing to watch Halloween season. So. I give it a B plus. Cool. Okay. Would you guys recommend it? Yes. And I sure. wanted to mention it has a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. And Fangoria called it the best horror anthology since Trick or Treat. Cool. That's pretty. What, what, that's yeah, that's something. Where do you guys think this stacks up against all the other horror anthologies and Halloween films? And like, where does it? Where does this enter in at the in that pantheon of those two kind of subgenres of horror? Well, I like Trick or Treat a little better, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely like this better than the Holidays. Yeah, too. that's a good point. It's been a while since I've seen Trick or Treat, so I might need to see it again to make a comparison. But I did like Tales of Halloween better the second time. Than I, I did the first time. Um, I think all the segments, even if they're kind of weird, I think they're all fun. Yeah. So yeah. it's just a, it's it's fun and it's interesting. Just that all the stuff is happening in the same neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did you give it? Like F plus. <sighs> I I never recovered from Sweet Tooth. How grossed out I was the whole time. I was just thinking of them sharing the candy bars and the it's still shit gross. all over their face. Like, that's all I thought about the whole time. So, Because they led with that foot. I got to give it... I got to give it... I got to give it a low grade so that we bring down the overall grade. That's, that's you know what I'm saying? So you guys give it a B. That's how things get screwed on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah, so I don't know what the average would be, but I it hope It would that... not be certified fresh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Think twice, yeah. Dave Parker, director of Sweet Tooth mm. and writer... Uh, no, but I, I had I had a lot of fun with it, and I definitely think it could potentially be one that I would watch not every year for Halloween, but like one that I would pull out every now and then yeah. when it becomes more readily available and whatnot. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, that's that's the biggest downside is it's not as easily accessible. And, and I will say, pound for pound, this was better than Holidays, but I think some of the segments in Holidays blew away anything in this movie. Really? Honestly, like I think the the Father's Day segment um, and the St. Patrick's Day segment. I think it was <laughs> the Father's Day segment. That's about it. <laughs> no, the St. Patrick's Day segment also. I think could easily just blow away anything that was in this. Personally, mm. yeah. But pound for pound, I think this was better. I think you guys are right. I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And we just reviewed <laughs> Tales of Halloween. Halloween. So, uh, I, I guess I want to talk about really quickly before we uh, move away from Halloween-related stuff. Uh, if you guys uh, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter, uh, we have uh, we did a giveaway for Halloween, uh, hashtag HalloweenBlues, mm-hmm. where uh, I had a uh, little care package that was Halloween-themed. Uh, I had a patch from the Strange Kids Club that was like Boo Berry and Ghostbusters patch combined. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, had some just kind of, you know, regular Halloween candy treats. 
um, a box of blueberry cereal, a couple of cans of Ecto uh, cooler, and one of your prints from Creatureville uh, yeah. of the Wolfman mm-hmm. or whatever. I had all this like in a little care package, and whoever um, hashtagged uh, Halloween Blues and followed and retweeted us on Twitter uh, got a chance to and shared it on Instagram, uh, shared the image on Instagram. Uh, had a chance to win it, and uh, we did select a winner, uh, a Mr. Mike Valdez from Florida, uh, uh, who seemed to really enjoy it. He like tweeted about it and everything, and uh, awesome. it was it was a lot of fun. It made it to him uh, the day after Thanksgiving, so uh, kind of the, <laughs> a good time to get yeah. like a Halloween blues package or yeah. whatever. So it, it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, like if you guys are interested in stuff like that, we'll probably do it again. Uh, yeah, soon another kind of care package or a little giveaway uh, uh, with you know maybe a print or just fun stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, at h a horrorcast infamously uh, selected because uh, I wanted something different, but it's h a horrorcast. Uh, Instagram it's just half assed horrorcast. And if you guys ever want to reach us uh, via mail, which we have a mail, uh, some fan mail for today. Uh, it's halfassedforecast at gmail.com so congratulations Mike and look forward to more giveaways in the future and thanks Jeff for letting us use a print Uh, (laughs) because I think that was definitely one of the kind of things that made it special you know what I mean because we had something kind of unique you know like all the other stuff was well, the Strange Kids Club uh, patch was really, really cool. But yeah. for the most part, it was all the stuff you could get anywhere. You know, this so is it's something from, cool. like, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More specifically, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and also, something else I've been trying out on Twitter, our Twitter account, um, and kind of uh, coinciding with the Instagram, are uh, polls where I ask people, uh, you know, to weigh in on certain subjects or whatever, right? So I thought I would just throw out a few to you guys right now. Um, to see what you thought about them versus what our listeners and Twitter followers thought about them. Um, first up was one that uh, Kia uh, had mentioned to me, uh, which was uh, uh, who would win in a fight between RoboCop and the Predator, hmm. right? So uh, Predator definitely has the agility and uh, a little bit more technology on his side, I would say, technically. Mm-hmm. Like he has the camouflage and like yeah. long-distance ranged attacks. Training, right? Don't a little bit of training, training. right? Um, Got that invisibility thing. And he's an alien right. species, so you don't know. He does he's a little does, bit he, more of a. He um, seems to be able to take a lot of damage. Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, but Robocop has the brute strength, without a doubt. Robocop is stronger, and uh, there's sequences in the original Robocop where he takes a lot of punishment. So it's kind of like you know how 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 easily hurt is he really? You know. Yeah. Plus, so, he probably can't feel that much pain with his robot body. That's true. Right, right. <laughs> and he, he doesn't know fear in the same way that a human would, hmm. or even a predator, I would assume. Hmm. So th- those things might kind of weigh in a little bit. Oh, another thing that we pointed out, um, the predator can uh, sense heat. So since RoboCop is a robot, oh, yeah, he might not be able to sense him at all. Maybe he just sees a face walking oh. around. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you get sense the heat in the face. No. No, it's just like a, literally a face that's just like super glued on there. <laughs> you just like from the, the nose down. <laughs> so who would you pick, Jeff? Predator. Predator. <laughs> really? 
I'm trying to, who did I, I'm trying, did I pick anyone or did I just come up with the question? You came up with the question, but I, I seem to remember you siding with Predator. I think well. I sided with Predator. I just think Predator is awesome. Like, I yeah. want to hang out with Predator. I like <laughs> when Sanaa Lathan and, and what was her movie where she did the Predator? Uh, Alien versus Predator. Yeah, like, he, like, you know, scratched her face, like, you're one of us, take my sword. She became, like, <laughs> a little sister to him. That's what mm. I want to be. Well, uh, something that I started thinking about was um, the Predator usually doesn't uh, fight beings that are um that aren't worthy right mm-hmm. like usually the predator avoids someone that's not armed or um you know seems Sick. kind of impaired or something like that i just wonder if he would even consider robocop a worthy adversary because well in a lot of ways robocop is like a disabled person like he's like a weird like yeah but will he see know, him as a person at all or who will he see him as a robot yeah we know this is yeah. his backstory and he has obviously like weapons uh I would definitely be pulling for Murphy. I want I want RoboCop to win this fight, um, and maybe with his targeting system, you know, on, on his handgun, he would be able to figure out like a vulnerable spot on the Predator that would take him down. You know what I'm saying? Because he's he's a pretty good sharpshooter. If he's like if everything's working the way it should be, if, if Predator doesn't get the first hit and disables his you know his targeting system, I think RoboCop comes out on top. Hmm. That that's me. Um, what did the people say? The people said seventy one percent. For Predator, they agreed with you guys. Um, right, okay. and I, I, I kind of begrudgingly <laughs> agree that Predator would take him out, uh, but I would be pulling for Old Murphy. Yeah. yeah, it would be a good fight though. It would be you know they do those videos on YouTube like they, where they take two characters right. and that yeah, would be yeah. a good one to see them. Do. Does the RoboCop? This is a question I had. Does he run? He, he's pretty slow, right? In the movies, he's pretty slow, but it never establishes like, how fast RoboCop could actually run. You know what I'm saying, kind of? Because they might be limited in the 1980s with what that character could do on screen. Because RoboCop couldn't even sit in the car in the movie. Mm. Like, it never shows RoboCop, like, open a car door and get in. Like, it just cuts to him, like, now I'm in the car. Because the armor was too awkward for him to be able to sit down. That alone could be a huge disability. But but I'm saying, like, the character could do that shit, but, like, they couldn't physically show it. You know what I'm saying, kind of? Yeah, because the actor couldn't. Yeah, the actor just couldn't do it. So I think that's the case with Robocop running. I think that the character probably could run, but on screen we never see him do it. Did you ever see the remake? No. I watched part of it. My nephew rented it one night. Um, I can't remember if he runs in that or not, though, but that's what I was going to ask to see if, like, the new version could be Um. Here is uh, another one. Uh, best 80s vampire. Um, the selection, oh. I had four choices, and I, I tried to pick pretty big guns here. Um, I have Dracula from Monster Squad, uh, David, Keeper Sutherland's character from Lost Boys, uh, Jerry Dandridge, who is Chris <laughs> Saradin's name, uh, yes. character so from uh, Fright Night. Jerry the Vampire? <laughs> <laughs> and then Severin, who's a little bit more obscure, he's from uh, Near Dark, Bill Paxton's character in Near Dark. Mm. Um, who would you guys pick? Best 80s vampire. Well, I've never seen Near Dark, so that cancels that one out. Me <laughs> uh, I'm a huge Fright Night fan. I love that movie. And I love... Uh, which is, uh, Chris Sarandon. Chris, yeah. yeah. I, I think he's awesome in that movie. Uh, but I think I'm actually have to go with David from Lost Boys just because he's like the cooler vampire. Right. Like vampire with a mullet. Mm. And... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. He just seems like the cooler vampire yeah. of of the four. Who's the third one that I met left out? Monster uh, Squad. Monster Squad. Dracula. Oh right, yeah. That is actually a really great Dracula, though. Yeah, uh, I think we talked about that when we did the Monster Squad. Uh, I, I feel like he's kind of an underrated uh, 
version of Dracula too. Yeah. People kind of overlook that act. I don't even know what the actor's name is off the top of my head that plays in the Monster Squad, but he does a great job. Like you said, he has a, a few really great lines in Monster Squad too. Mm. You know, like uh, give me the amulet, you bitch. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he kind of he, he does a great job yeah. with it. So, yeah. um, mine would be Jerry Dandridge from Fright Night, just because. Of I haven't seen Near Dark, but of the other three, I liked Monster Squad. I don't remember it scaring me, um, and Lost Boys didn't scare me by the time I saw it. So, but Fright Night we rented it. So I'm, I think we saw it shortly after it came out. So I was still pretty young, and there are scenes from that that really scared me when I was younger, like when he bites her neck and like blood drips down her back, like things like that oh, stick yeah. out with me. And when they're like dancing in the club, it was really creepy. So he legitimately like well, scared me. Well. And- Another thing I like about that vampire, about Jerry from uh, Fright Night, is uh, he's actually, he has, like, um, a lot of appeal. Like, like when he goes to Evil Ed, yeah. and he says, like, listen, you don't have to be picked on anymore. Like, you, you can be like me, mm-hmm. and you get to be something special, and, like, I can give you that. Like, it makes sense. It's not like a, like, it may, he does it in ways, or, you know, she's... The the Amanda Beers. Yeah, her character is like kind of frustrated with her boyfriend, and you know she like he he ignores her sexual advances at one point to like watch a movie or something. Like he off, also offers her something. Like he's very seductive. I think he's right. very cool. You know, um, and I like the touch of he eats uh, fruit mm. like in between feeding on blood or whatever. <laughs> like he's eating like an apple. It's almost like <laughs> yeah. a palate cleanser. You know, yeah. like, I think this is like neat little things like yeah. that that are kind of unique to his vampire. I think. Um, so who would you pick? Oh, were you about to say something? No, you... I was going to say, like, uh, I saw this uh, poll that you put on Twitter. Yeah. And it actually took me a second to, to think about it, because I love, uh, like I said, I love Fright Night, and uh, Jerry is a, is a cool vampire. It's a funny yeah. name for a vampire. But... <laughs> Jerry Dandridge. It sounds like a salesman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jerry I, I actually... Have you ever seen the remake? Yeah. Uh-uh. I love the remake. Like, I was <laughs> surprised by how good it was. Like, I was... I want to see it. It's, it's really good. I've I'd actually, that's one I'm surprised I don't actually own yet. I used to have it recorded, but whatever. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I, I think that they, the only thing that, that remake kind of like drops is um, the horror film host, you know, the Rodney McDowell character, yeah. which I love in the original Fright Night and the sequel. Um, they don't really have a, a very good equivalent to that. Like it, they'd make it David Tennant as like a, a, magician, like a magician, like an yeah. illusionist or whatever. Um, but there are, there are a lot of like horror movie hosts nowadays but uh, but yeah, it's. I guess like at that point you're kind of like, well, what will we do with this character? Right, like, right. How do we bring him back? But, um. But okay. yeah, I, I think I would have picked Jerry as well as my favorite. By the way, he got last. Uh, he he yeah, only. I'm really it goes. By that. Uh, I'm disgusted. <laughs> Jerry got eight percent. Um, Severin from Near Dark, which by the way, the, the vampires in Near Dark are badasses. Oh, they're right. they're really cool and tough and. They they're probably more of the one of the most realistic portrayals of vampires. They're almost like southern biker types. You know what I mean? Like they just yeah. don't have good lives, and you, you realize it would not be a very glamorous life to be a right. vampire. Um, but they're very menacing. Uh, Bill Paxton's awesome in it. Um, uh, he got nine percent, <laughs> and then uh, Dracula from Monster Squad got twenty five percent. And then David from Lost Boys overwhelmingly won with 58%. People went with wow. cool over fear. Yeah. Well, more people have seen Lost Boys, too, yeah. probably. Than I'll be honest. Than Jerry Fright never Night? Fright Night's like a me. classic. <laughs> Jerry didn't scare you. Yeah. Well, you also didn't start watching scary movies until you were, like, a teenager, though. <laughs> I watched this, like, in the 80s. So, as a child, it was terrifying. I, and I, I specified best 
80s vampire. I didn't say scariest. Mm-hmm. So, like, Jerry, you're right. Jerry's not very scary in this classic sense. Like, I never was, uh, you know, when I was watching Fright Night, I was never like, oh, no, Jerry. Like, I never did that. <laughs> but, like, I definitely... Here comes Jerry. Oh, my God. Jerry's going to get us, guys. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I think he's, like, the coolest portrayal of vampires of that era. Like, just yeah. most interesting, you know. Um, he's got a good 80s look, too. Like, yeah. when he's in the window and he, like, looks, sees him across the lane, he's like... <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> like, it's yeah, weird. It's sure. like wanting me to see him. Yeah. Um, um, that, that's all the polls I have uh, for today. Uh, the other thing, too, is I purposely picked all male vampires because I thought surely someone on our Twitter would do a rebuttal of, like, what about, you know, this female vampire jerk? You know, like that type of thing. Because I, I kind of purposely stacked it in a way Why where I thought... Why did you want that response? I thought that, you know, there'd be, there'd be a little bit of, uh, you know, like, back and forth, where I could go, oh yeah, I missed that person, you know, like, that type of thing. Like, I maybe, left it open for some responses. Maybe and, your next poll, uh, or you can do a poll about female vampires. Female vampires. Movies. Who are some of your favorite female vampires? I'm trying to figure out... Vampires? Which, I'm gonna even Hello. be that, I'm gonna even be that familiar with one. I know, because I mentioned Lauren, I asked if you had added Lauren Hutton from mm-hmm. First Bitten, and that's when you told me that you hadn't done the female vampires so I'm mm. uh, uh, maybe I don't know that many it might have to go outside of the 80s I'm too of, yeah hmm. Vamprella she's, yeah. Much, she's a comic book character though. Yeah. I've never seen her seen her portrayed in a movie before not that I know of might happen though who are some other female are it's just, we're just talking about movies yeah oh, I, don't know. I mean I, we can expand it outside of that I mean if we, if we go uh, Buffy obviously has a, yeah. a slew of I'm surprised vampires. you didn't include Eddie Murphy on your list Doesn't, didn't he play a it was vamp- 90s that was 90s okay. yeah Vampire Brooklyn <laughs> isn't that what it's called Vampire in Brooklyn something yeah. like that yeah. Yeah, is that with the Angela Bassett yeah that's a Wes Craven movie too by the way is it yeah wow. sure. very cool um, so yeah those are just some fun uh, polls again you can follow us at uh, at HA Horrorcast and check out those polls and we will have them frequently and discuss them here on the podcast I do have a fan mail. Do you guys want to hear it? Sure. Yes. You want to get into this? Yes. Is it nice? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would just quietly delete it if we got, <laughs> if we got a really bad. Like, I wanted you guys to keep doing it. So that, if someone was like, fuck all y'all, like, I think I would just be like, oh, okay. And I would internalize it. Um, just take uh, the abuse yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have, uh, let's, let's run through this. Hi, Jeff, Kia, and Craig. So I've pretty much binge listened to every episode you've done in the last couple of weeks, and I just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy listening to you guys. You have such a fun rapport, and without sounding like a weirdo, it's like hanging out with friends. I'm fairly, I'm a fairly casual horror lover, uh, usually in the middle of the day with all the lights on and the doors locked because I'm a scaredy cat, unless I can con someone into watching them with me and I hide behind them. Uh, but you guys have sparked my interest again, and I have even... Uh, and even though I've seen most of what you've reviewed, I have added a couple to my watch list because of your recommendations. Uh, so sorry for spoiling shit for you. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed you guys talking about the movies that scared you as kids. You never forget your first, it seems. I remember seeing The Changeling at a sleepover when I was seven or eight, and it petrified me. If you haven't seen it, it would be fun to hear your take on it uh, all these years later. Uh, it gets a 76 on Rotten Tomatoes just for Kia. <laughs> 
Wait, were you looking at Rotten Tomatoes just now? No, I was uh, looking at the Changeling because oh, okay. I haven't. I've heard of it, but I haven't. Yeah. At first, I was like the Angelina. Jolie. No, she's talking about. I think George C. Scott stars yeah. in it. Yeah, George C. Scott. I've heard oh. of it, but I've never. Um, I've never seen it though. That would be fun. I'm down. Um, another recommendation would be Wolf Creek, which gets super mixed reviews. Yeah, I've seen that. Have you? Yeah, that's the one that's based on the Australian um, people that went to like the Australian outback and they got murdered. Oh, it's right, yeah. based on a true story. It, I would love yeah. to hear your take on a little film from Down Under, especially it seems, uh, especially if it means we get more anti-Podian accent impressions, like with Household or Housebound mm-hmm. rather. Um, <laughs> Do they? Is she from Australia? Yeah, it says as an Australian, so I was awesome. cringing while dying laughing because <laughs> apparently, apparently we are doing really terrible Australian accents. Which I mean, I think we. Are I love the Australian accent. I can't. It's a hard one to do. Yeah. Wasn't that supposed to be a New Zealand accent? Though? Right. Yeah. New well, New I don't know. So... What is the word anti-Podian? Ooh. Is that does that mean something with like an accent Anti- from down under, maybe, Pot- or or is that just like Pot- maybe Podian mm. is a another name for Australian um, we're learning we're learning something <laughs> teach us we're learning something oh antipodian as a group of Australian modern artists who asserted the importance of figurative art I don't know if this is correct but they're Australian <laughs> artists well we're, we're doing impressions right yeah. so you know housebound uh, apparently we rubbed her the wrong way a couple times with but our... she laughed yes um, <laughs> Anyway, this, that's how we feel when people do southern accents, as we're all from the oh, south. Oh man! <laughs> so like, we understand that, that hacksaw ridge. <laughs> oh yeah, trailer. Like any time that God, you, give me one more. It's like <laughs> just one more. It's like Mel Gibson was just like, just sound like Foghorn Leghorn. It's good. <laughs> yeah. it's good. You're fine. Like I've noticed that in so many uh, movies and TV shows that are based in the south, it's they do a Foghorn Leghorn impression. It's like I don't know anyone that. Yeah. Has a, I say, my son, yeah. <laughs> I'm from down here in the south. Um, my word, is it hot? Oh. So we, we feel your pain? Uh, anyways, it, uh, she goes on. Anyway, sorry for the epic email, but lastly, Jeff, you are crazy talented. Your art is stunning. Kia, you have a beautiful singing voice. I love hearing the little snippets on the pod. And Craig, you have great taste in podcast co-hosts. <laughs> So, so thanks, guys. Can't wait for the next episode and happy Thanksgiving. This What's came, her name? This came a few days ago. It's signed Kira, I, I guess like Kira Knightley yeah. style. Thanks, Kira. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, and for the movie recommendations, too. Yeah, the movie yeah. recommendations are a big deal because I guess we should start maybe I've seen Wolf Creek. Those. I think it would be fun to, to review. Have you seen it? No. I've I heard think of it, though. I mean, that's one of those I've heard of for a long yeah. time and never gotten around to. So. And The Changeling would be fun. And a previous person who sent us a um an email and the, the, who sent us a gift card and requested that we do more obscure 80s so that would yeah. fall under because that's 1980 I think so. yeah. is it 1980 mm-hmm. yeah perfect yeah so i think changeling will definitely be one to take a look at because that yeah. sounds weird and mm-hmm. like fun to do so um again our email is uh halfassedhorrorcast at gmail.com uh please send us requests or comments um really enjoy them This is a segment, What's Making You Scared, where we talk about things in horror that we're really enjoying right now in the moment, yeah. right? So just to kind of establish, I yeah. don't know if we I think last week, I com- or last time I complained about something, so maybe yeah. what you're enjoying or not enjoying. What you're thinking about. What you're thinking about, right. what you're thinking about in the horror field right now. So mine would be the TV show, The Exorcist, which um, 
I kind of I saw the the, the the commercials for it and thought it looked interesting but didn't watch it. And then a coworker of Craig's um, mentioned um, how great it was, and we like marathoned it one weekend. Yeah, and shout out to Adam by the way. Adam, who actually yes. bothered like he's a coworker of mine that's listened to every podcast and yeah, always has comments about it. We met him on, or you guys got to meet him on Halloween. So yeah. yeah. And um, so we binge watched it, and it's so good. Um, and you know, it's one of the shows that it's on. The, I guess it's on the bubble, but people are really trying to rally around it. And I think it was trending like hashtag I don't know, save the exorcist or something like that um, for season two. So, um, so that's what's making me scared, literally, because it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty scary. And it's I, very well done. I, I liked it too. Like that was definitely one of those things. Where it's like, why are they making a TV show out of this? How can they possibly make this yeah. go more than three episodes? And Oh, I really liked it. And I think that they have potential to spin it off into kind of like a, uh, like, uh, priest, like X-Files, but with priest or something, yeah. where it's kind of like these priests, you know, investigate different things. And I think it'd be a lot of fun if they, if they want to continue it past the season yeah. or whatever. So, Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. The actors are really great, too. Like, the cast is a yeah. lot of fun. So. Cool. Jeff, how about you? What's making you scared? Um, I'm going to go with, uh, there's a local nashville artist named uh, justin morales and um you can see his stuff on his instagram page it's uh morales justin on uh instagram and that's m-o-r-a-l-l-e-s-s and then justin j-u-s-t-i-n um but there's a link to his uh site where you can buy his prints and stuff but he has tons of prints and they're all sort of well, most of them are sort of like horror related or he did the um what do you call it inktober thing too where right every but for every day he did a drawing of a character from a treehouse of horror episode from simpsons <laughs> oh that's that's yeah. really cool yeah. and uh i think a friend of mine was telling me that the way he does it like the most the the drawings that he posts to get the most likes he makes prints of those and then sells them on his site but uh they're all pretty cool looking they look they almost look screen printed. I don't know if they actually are or not, but um, and they're all pretty small. And he and I mentioned him too because he's depending on when I get this podcast edited, uh, he's having like a half off sale right now, so it's like you know five dollars or, cool. or something. Very cool. So. Very cool. So that's it. Justin um, Morales. Justin Morales. Does he have a website or is it just Instagram? Pretty much. Um, he's got the link is in his Instagram uh, profile, but it's always working storeenvy.com okay so cool yeah. uh, well that kind of segues nicely I have I have two things uh, that, that are making me scared uh, and they both involve you guys so uh, for, for one <laughs> you guys are scaring me to death uh, hell out of here so with uh, Kia we, we have a, a website now a blog um, which you can find at uh, halfassedhorrorcast.com it's very simple um, but right now, uh, Kia is the bulk of that. She's mm-hmm. writing book reviews and kind of thoughts on Walking Dead, uh, which she's like the number one fan of. Um, but uh, it's just uh, kind of cool to have like an arm of this kind of thing, right? This half-assed forecast where we can kind of talk about things that we don't get to on the podcast or whatever. And we can also put up links to like stuff like this, like this, uh, what's his name again? Justin Morales. Justin Morales. Like, we can put up his website, uh, you know, kind of like notes almost for each podcast where yeah. you can find the links easily and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, be sure to check out the blog. Um, 
uh, and again, Booker used too. I think you've done uh, The Girls. The Girls. Only one's been posted, right? Yeah, the Girls. But, but upcoming, I was going to do um, The Last American Vampire, which is a sequel to Abraham Lincoln, uh, Vampire, Vampire Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Revival, which is a Stephen King book. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of fun there. And uh, the other thing is during uh, kind of time back in with Halloween too was uh, over on Instagram, Jeff has an art account called Creatureville. And he did uh, Inktober, which I, I don't 100% understand Inktober. I, I just, the idea is that every day you draw something, right? You, you draw a... Yeah, it was started by Jake Parker, this other artist like years ago, and he did it just to have a thing to practice, to give him some like a reason to draw every day. Yeah. And so I, this is the first year I ever tried to do it, and uh, it is really good practice because <laughs> it's hard to keep up with, I imagine. Right? Yeah, and every day it's just like I got to think of something to draw, on, and it was it was good to be able to like have something where I was like, okay, I'm gonna have this done by the end of the day. Well, yeah. and try to make it look as good as possible. We could, could we put up some like examples on our blog? Sure. Would you be down for that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're awesome. They're really um, cool. That's the thing is like, uh, you know, talking about like the spirit of Halloween or things I looked forward to. I mean, I was looking forward to your sketch every day. I really was. Like it was kind of like every every time when it posted, me or Keo would be like, hey, did you see it yet? You know, that whole thing. And uh, it's kind of cool because it's like across social networking. So we'd see it, you know, yeah. uh, on your Twitter account and Instagram, obviously, and then, you know, Facebook. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's Creatureville in October, and every day you did like something kind of spooky, like something yeah. kind of horror themed or Halloween themed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like basically like every character you can think of pretty much got featured mm -hmm. at some point, and you ended up with a, a family portrait of the monsters, which was fabulous. Yeah. yeah. I've got a. There was a several other ones that I wanted to do that I just you know ran out of days, so I'll, maybe I'll do it next year and I can fit all those in. Yeah. But I'm also planning on taking all of the illustrations I did for that and make, making a little book and selling that. So if you like the drawings, maybe you can sure. buy a book. For sure. Yeah, I know it's excellent. And uh, so that's uh, Creatureville on Instagram. And uh, we'll definitely put links up to that on Twitter and the blog and stuff like that. Because you definitely deserve a lot more followers. That's something that frustrates me is this being, like now that I'm more involved with social networking or social media, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. is uh, seeing how much attention some people's work gets for something like Inktober, right? Right. Um, which, you know, if you're putting forth that effort, then by all means you should get attention. I'm not trying to disparage anyone. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I would see, you know, sketches and drawings that weren't very good that would get, you know like 150 retweets or whatever, right. a lot of people commenting under it and stuff like that. And then I would see Jeff's and sometimes they would be, you know, just like a dozen or something like that. And I'd be like, why? Yeah. This stuff is like knocking it out of the park. And then maybe it's because you're a professional kind of, you know what I mean? It's like a professional level and these other people are more like amateur. So it's kind of like people feel the need to encourage those people more than like someone that's like the bona fide you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if that's part of it or what, but... I don't feel professional, though. Like, I don't I don't draw for a living, so it's like... You do, you, you do art for a living, though. I uh, mean... I do graphic design. It's, yeah. It's, uh... That's the funny thing is my family does that, too. They're like, oh, Jeff draws for a living. Like, right, they'll tell right. my cousins <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, man, not really. For, like, a lay person <laughs> on the outside, but, it's it's harder to... Yeah. But it is... It has always been my passion ever since I was a little kid is drawing, so... You know, when well, we did that comic book together years ago, and yeah. still need to finish that second issue. 
That's not, it's, it's it's in the works. It'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> it's been in the works for seven years, but it's gonna but, happen. But when one day. it's finished, yeah. we'll have platforms to promote it. Exactly, it'll be cool. So, but, yeah, I'm definitely gonna finish that soon. There's only like five pages left. Nice. So nice. We'll get that up and going. Yeah, I'll put up some examples from the Inktober too. For sure. On yeah. the blog. Yeah. And so yeah, go to our our website and take a look at Jeff's artwork and follow him on Instagram, Creatureville. And uh, I guess that's it for all the things that are making us scared. That's what's making us scared. Do you uh, want to plug Parents real quickly as the next movie? Yeah, I guess this will be my selection. This is, uh, we mentioned Adam a little bit earlier. He lent me a movie um, called Parents, starring Randy Quaid, Mary Beth Hurt, and Sandy Dennis. And uh, it seems to be about, <clears throat> well, I guess I don't even have to explain it yet, right? We'll yeah, explain we'll it on the next we'll one. About but it looks like a fun movie uh, from back in the day. It takes place in like the 1950s, it looks like. Yeah, the, um, the poster art. Kind of implies that you know a very domestic couple that maybe are up to no good, right? And it also kind of falls into that um, listener's request of an obscure '80s movie. It might not be obscure to other people. I think it was obscure to me. I feel like I may have heard about it. Right. Yeah. I'm not really sure, but hopefully that listener will 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 like that selection. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, parents for the next episode. If you guys want to watch it before we spoil the yes. fuck out of it. <laughs> um, so that's it for this this episode. Again. I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. I'm Craig. And, and that was, was the half ass forecast. What? Craig I'll be back next time. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the half ass forecast. You can find us on Instagram at half ass horrorcast, Facebook at half ass horror, Twitter at ha horrorcast. And you can send us an email at halfassedhorrorcast at gmail.com or visit our website, halfassedhorrorcast.com. Yeah.